This is episode 27 of the Your Blessed Life podcast. When I think of hope, I think of sometimes hope doesn't look like what you think it should. Sometimes we have this idea based off movies or based off what we read on Facebook of, you know, everything's perfect and it has to be a certain way. And, you know, God still works in scenarios that aren't what we think they should be. Let the stories and teachings of today's top Christian leaders inspire and move you to releasing God's best for your life. With your host, best-selling author and certified Christian life coach, Jay Marsh. Welcome to Your Blessed Life. Well, welcome to the show, Blessed Nation if you haven't stopped by yourblessedlife.com lately to join us for the regular insights and teaching and resources that we share with you, I want to invite you to do it today. I want to invite you to join Bless Nation today. Go to yourblessedlife.com and sign up for regular insights, teachings, and even resources that I know will bless your life. Hey, it's Jay Marsh here. It's great to be with you today, and I want to welcome you to Your Blessed Life. Let's get right into today's show. So today's featured guest is Jared Easley. Jared, welcome to the show, brother. Jay, I don't know that I deserve to be here, <laughs> but I'm grateful <laughs> to be here. Well, I'm glad you're here, man. I'm, I know better. I know you well enough where I know that you're an amazing guy with amazing influence, with an amazing heart. In fact, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off script, so to speak, for just a minute. One of the things that made me connect with you so I met you at one of your mega events. So Bless Nation, Jared is a co-founder of an amazing event called Podcast Movement. And I've been to several of them. And the first one that I went to was, I guess, the inaugural. Was that the inaugural in Fort Worth? Well, Fort Worth was actually year two. So, yeah, but uh, we've got a few under our belt now, <laughs> which is a well, miracle in and of itself. <laughs> it, I know it is. I know it is. And it was that Fort Worth event. I think it was. I've been to two. I think it was the fourth Fort Worth event. And so I'm there and this is major event and uh, I'm getting on a bus and we're going Saturday night. We're going to a social to hang out, to listen to a band, to eat and just kind of connect outside the of the meeting venue. And you're on the bus and I I didn't know you. I didn't know who you were. And you're just greeting folks and saying hello. And it just so happened that you and I sat across from each other. I still didn't know who you were. I didn't know your affiliation with the event. I didn't know you were the co-founder of it. One of the co, you know, one of the founders. And you just started talking to me, your little girl and your wife are sitting next to you. And you just started talking to me like, you know, just connecting with me, getting to know me. And then it was later that night that, you know, I kind of put two and two together. And I thought, I, mean, I just like that authenticity and that willingness to step out and meet people. And that resonated with me. And I felt like I connected with you. And you know what, Jared, I know that you do that with almost everyone you meet. Well, Jay, I appreciate that compliment. And, you know, I'm not uh, always the social butterfly, but I, I do try to notice people and, and I try to have conversations with folks and you caught me on a good day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I did. I did catch you on a real good day. And, you know, and it was, it was just your, your humility and you're willing to connect. And it resonated with me. You know, Jared, I want to share just a little bit more about you with Blessed Nation. And then at, at the end, if you don't mind, I'd love for you to share something kind of fun with us, maybe a hidden talent or a fun fact, something like that. Would that be all right? Yeah. All right, cool. Well, 
you know, I alluded to Blessed Nation about his family. So Jared's wife, uh, Rachel, you know, she was on the bus with us that day. So was his, uh, his daughter, Lana, which is now five, but she said she's getting returned six, right? In October. That's right. Yeah. So we are, my littlest one's about that same age. So I, I can appreciate that awesome season you're going through uh, with Lana. So a couple other facts about Jared is he is the host of Starve the Doubts podcast. And this is really a cool podcast because it's kind of, I think it's kind of different than a typical podcast in that it's a panel style conversation. And, and Jared and his panel, they discuss stuff from business, online business, professional and personal development. And he kind of hits it all. And it's a great show. I listen to it. I subscribe to it. And in fact, Bless Nation, I'm going to put it in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And I would encourage you to give it a listen as well. Uh, I already mentioned to you that he's the uh, one of the co-founders of an amazing mega event uh, called Podcast Movement. And I guess the last thing that I have on my mind, at least, Jared, is that you're the author of an awesome book, which I've read, <laughs> you know, that podcasting um, good to great. And that was about creating influence with your audience through collaboration. And, you know, I'm thinking, do you have another book coming out? There was a, a book that we put out this earlier this year. It was a co-written book. And so that was book number two. So there, there are actually two books out there, which uh, that's another miracle. <laughs> so, Tell me, what's the title of that second book, Jared? That one is a contrarian title. It's, it's called Stop Chasing Influencers. And the idea is... is more of, of not, not turning your nose up at, at people who are influential, but more of focusing on what your strengths are and, and building what God has put in your heart to build uh, rather than being lost and being so excited for everyone else. And, and there is a nice line there. So we, we kind of explore that. It's a good, it's a good breed. Yeah. Well, I look forward. I'll be sure and, and uh, put that in the show notes as well. Folks can take a look at that. Well, you know, we talked about, you know, just a little bit about you from the outside looking into your life. Tell us something kind of fun. Tell us a fun fact or maybe a hidden talent that, that folks may not necessarily know about Jared Easley. All right. So one fun fact is that I used to be enlisted in the Navy. And when I first joined the Navy, I, I, had, I think I had watched a bunch of uh, movies <laughs> that weekend before. I watched like Crimson Tide and I can't even remember what I watched. Uh, all these, all these movies, and uh, the next thing you know, I'm going in to join the Navy, see the world, do whatever, and I ended up becoming a electronics technician on submarines. And I had never been on a submarine before. I had no frame of reference, and yet somehow I had committed several years of my life to doing something I had no idea what I was getting into. And, uh, man, I got to say, that was a challenging season, <laughs> Jay. So, yeah, there was a time in my life where I was driving submarines, you know, in the Pacific Ocean and stuff. So that's not something everyone knows about me, but kind of a fun little idea. And then, That is fun. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, in terms of talent, I've been told that I'm reasonable at beatboxing, which I'm the whitest person that, that you're probably going to have on this show Jay, so for me to be able to beatbox that in a way that, that makes people think it's reasonable, I'm, I'm proud of that. So, but You know what I want to ask you next, don't you? Well, you, you're going to have to have some uh, rap lyrics ready if, if I'm going to have to break it out. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I want to ask you, but I don't have any, any rap lyrics, so <laughs> we might have to maybe, postpone maybe that. Maybe we save a little bit for the end there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, that is interesting stuff. So how long were you in the Navy? Just one enlistment, one 
one go round was enough for me, <laughs> and then I decided to to try something else. So yeah, living but, uh, on a ship or a submarine type of a craft seems like a tough job. It was the positives was it it gave me structure, which in that season of my life I needed, and it allowed me to connect with some interesting people, and I made friends both in the navy and outside of the navy in the places I lived that I still have to this day, and so those are really good things. Yeah, they are. They are what? Appreciate you sharing some cool stuff, some fun stuff, and even your hidden talent with us. <laughs> well, well, we'll see where, where that goes at the end. So people Man. need to stick around. That's right. That's right. What You know, that we were talking about a while ago, Jared, one of the fun things about this show is, well, we get to know a little bit about you from the outside in. But for me, the most exciting part is to step into your life, into that spiritual aspect of your life and really get to know you from the inside out as we talk about your daily personal walk in Christ. Would you be okay if we talked about some of those things? Absolutely. Okay, cool. Well, as you know, Jared, the foundation, the pillars of the show in this format is we talk about faith, we talk about hope, we talk about promise, and then we sprinkle in a, a few nuggets of wisdom toward the end of the show. So to to kick things off, I want to talk about that first pillar in faith. And and this story, and that's what I'm asking if you would share with us, Jared, is a story that is revolved around your faith, but in the aspect of how it helped move you through a, a struggle or a challenge, or maybe how it was even stretched as a result of that challenge. Could you tell us about a time when your faith was stretched, a time when maybe you felt like you were in that proverbial pit? I feel like I'm stretched every day, Jay, and I, I, I don't know. There's been little moments here and there where, the, you know, that, that I've made it or, or you know, that, dilute, that illusion of that you've done something great. But, you know, we go through seasons, and I, I know that when we started Podcast Movement, the first year was just a, a lot of learning and, and figuring out what you didn't know. And then year two, there was, I won't say arrogance, but there was some confidence going into that. And yet some some mistakes that were made. And um, the story that I'll share is was so hard at the time. It was uh, a moment where we had now done two year events, uh, two events in two different years. And in the first year we had well over the amount of people we thought we thought, hey, it'd be great to have 200 people. We had 600 people in year one. And then year two, we had around 1200. So it pretty much doubled. And at the end, when we did the math and we figured out, you know, all the expenses and everything, and uh, we realized we were $40,000 in the hole, oh. Jay. And, and um, you know, to go from having this great event where everyone compliments you and pats you on the shoulder and says, hey, you did an awesome job and this is a great thing. And to go from that high and that, that excitement of, man, you know, God put it on our, our minds and our hearts to create this and now we're doing it and and then you, you, you look at the <laughs> the numbers and the numbers are, are not in your favor. That was really devastating. And the, the countless hours that had gone into that, Jay. And I remember I'm, I'm more of the dreamer in my marriage and my wife's more of the practical person. And that was an, a tremendous test for my wife and I where she is supportive and she's patient and she wants to see me succeed and stuff. But at the same time, she needs to see results. Right. And rightfully so. And in that moment, we went from thinking we might make some money to now we are $40,000 in the hole. And, and that was a, a really difficult conversation. 
tremendous amount of stress, uh, Jay, and, and a moment where I really needed to just surrender to God and just say, Lord, I don't, I don't know how we're going to get through this. And I, I feel like we've we've been faithful. I feel like we've done the things that we needed to do, and yet here's our result. And that was a discouraging time, Jay. And and what God allowed me to do was just, uh, he reminded me that I need to just trust him and not be anxious. Needed to reevaluate with my business partners what guardrails needed to be in place to prevent these types of scenarios from happening again. So after that morning period <laughs> and a lot of prayer, went back at it, Jay, and, and started focusing on the next year. And the good news is the pre-sale, the ticket pre-sale for the following conference that relieved us from that $40,000 of debt. And we were able to put the guardrails in place to protect ourselves for year three, to not make the same mistakes, which was super valuable. And we've done our our event this summer in July, and it was super successful. We went from 1,200 people to 1,700. And with the guardrails in place, we were profitable. Uh, I don't pretend I'm putting my feet up on my desk now and, and just taking naps all day for the rest of the year. But what happened was God allowed us to take the money that we made from that year and and that my wife and I made, and I was able to pay off our debt uh, minus our mortgage. And I was able to pay for my daughter who goes to a a Christian private school for this upcoming year. And, and while, you know, that, that money's now spent and that's what that was allocated for. I just give thanks to God that we had to go through some tough seasons to get to that point, but the lessons learned were so good and God still took care of us through that time. And so there's a lot of great stories of faith uh, in that process, but that that one really stands out. That was a moment where I was really discouraged, and and there was a temptation to to maybe quit or to turn away. And the Lord reminded me to to stick with it, to trust Him, to not be anxious, which is easier said than done. In doing so, He blessed that season, even though it was really challenging. And now we are in a better position. It's not everything's perfect, but. Moving forward, you know, we're likely to not run into a lot of those same mistakes and continue, Lord willing, to make, you know, wise decisions and continue to, to do what we feel led to do and do well with the business. But I tell you, getting to that point, there's a lot of folks that would have just given up and would have uh, said, no, this isn't, you know, this isn't going to work. And I knew in my spirit that wasn't the answer. To turn back would have been the wrong thing to do. And, and it wasn't easy to fight through it, but I'm glad we did. Yeah. And, you know, the, I keep hearing the same kind of, theme in your in that story Jared and you said it several times and it's this word continue and i see that the when you made whether conscious or unconscious whether because of prayers because of your beliefs because of your the support from your wife your partners whomever but it sounds like because you continued to stay at it to stay busy to be diligent that faith and action combined together moved you through that season and into a season of, well, blessing, a season of breakthrough, a better season. Amen. (laughs) That's all I can say to that, Jay. Yeah, it really does. And I love that because scripture tells us over and over and over how, how amazing faith is. And that's all we need, you know, to be a card carrying member in the kingdom of Christ. And the action that supports that faith will just, will multiply it. And it will fulfill it, and it will bring us into the fullness of what God has in store for us, just like he did with you there. And so, you know, that's an interesting story, Jared, because it starts out with a struggle, and it ends up with a breakthrough. So when I think of a story of hope, and you just told us an awesome one, I think about that 
that secure confidence that we have in Christ to see us through those rough times, just like that you, that you mentioned. So when you think of a story of hope in your life, is there any other story that you'd like to share with us here at Blessed Nation that helped bring a brighter future into your present life, a time where maybe the future itself didn't look all that great, but your faith actually positioned you yet again for a renewed hope and an eventual breakthrough. Anything else come to mind that you want to share? Well, I have a, a younger brother, and he's pretty much the black sheep of the family. And um, I love him. His name is Joel. And Joel's one of those guys that in the past he's he's made progress, and he's, he seems like he's doing okay. And, and just when he's doing okay, that's when he's no longer doing okay. He'll make some major mistake or you know fired from a job or uh, he'll have a bad night with alcohol or, or some something that turns out and he he's in another bind or he's in another bad scenario that he put himself in and i love him but it, it's been a pattern for years where that's been the case and something that happened that was real tough in, in 2014 is is he had um, robbed two uh, sandwich shops I don't know what possessed him to do that, but he took a knife and went in and robbed these shops. They were, you know, he was later arrested, and in that process, he denied the whole thing. And we knew better. <laughs> we like, well, he probably did this. But, uh, you know, it took a year or so for that to play out, and he went to court, and he they offered him a plea deal. He didn't take the plea deal. And because he claimed his innocence and sure enough, I mean, in the, the court, uh, when, the, when it was time to, to do his case, they had videos of him doing this. I mean, it was just ridiculous, Jay. And that was, that was heartbreaking for myself and my mom and my sister to see my younger brother make those choices. And he's now in prison and he's going to be there for a long time. And it's really because he made those choices. And for a long time, I was, I was really discouraged by that. And I remember just saying, hey, God help me to, to love my brother, despite, you know, the fact that he's made these choices and uh, help me to show grace to him. Uh, help, you know, I think of those scriptures that Christ talks about, when did you visit me when, you know, when I was in prison, you know, those types of things. And so I've, I've tried to turn my, my attitude toward how can I show kindness and Christ's love to my brother, even though time after time in my life, he's disappointed me and he's let me down and, and let our family down and made decisions that looked bad on our family and, and did some things to me personally that hurt my feelings. And, and God just uh, reminded me, hey, you know, I, I want you to forgive him. I want you to love him anyway. And now we're in a scenario where we have ongoing dialogue through letters and through calls and things. And uh, while it's it's still hard to see him in that scenario, I give thanks that he's in a place where Oddly enough, he's safe. I know that sounds strange in a prison, yeah. but he's not out on the street somewhere. Uh, he does have meals. He does, you know what I mean. Uh, and in in one way or for, one way, he's not depending on us. You know, he's he's in a place where he's got a lot of time to to work through some things, and and he's working on some stuff. So I I'm seeing God work in his life now, even though it's hard to, you know, it's hard that he's in that moment and that he's come to this place. But I I thank God and I see the Lord working in him. And the conversations that we're having now are, are pretty sweet and pretty exciting, even though the circumstances seem bad. And so I, I'm thankful for that. So when, when I think of hope, I think of 
Sometimes hope doesn't look like what you think it should. Sometimes we have this idea based off movies or based off what we read on Facebook of, you know, everything's perfect and it has to be a certain way. And, you know, God still works in scenarios that aren't what we think they should be. And I see that manifesting itself now in my brother's life and and how God's healing him and helping him and how our conversations are turning and our brotherhood and our relationship into something uh, deeper. And and I just give thanks, even though it's something that seems negative, it's actually a positive. And and so that may be a strange example of hope, but that's an encouraging word. I hope to your listeners is, is hope doesn't always look like what we think it should, but even in the midst of some challenges and some things that seem negative, God can work through that and create something that's, that's really good. And so I, I, Share that in an attempt to be vulnerable and be honest. You know, my life's not perfect. I don't have everything together. My family's not perfect, uh, but God is still working in our lives, and I'm grateful for that. Wow. Man, that is an awesome story, and you hit it on the head with so many points. I mean, I've, I've taken notes here. Really, I am, but God is still on the throne. He's still in charge. And you know, as I think about, Jared, and I know you've heard this because I have— you know, most of us as followers of Christ have that how God's timing is different than our own. You've heard that? So true, you know, because we just, we have a different perspective. We have supposed needs right now. And I really see that same parallel with the way that you explain this story of hope. The hope of God looks different depending on the situation. And here, this hope is still manifesting itself. You're seeing it still play itself out. And I think it's a combination of your faith in God and your hope for his ways to come together and continue to move through your brother and to use you to do that. Amen. Yeah, man, that's, that is a, an awesome story. And I'm going to continue to pray for your brother. Tell me your brother's name again. His name is Joel. Joel. That's right. We're going to continue to pray for Joel for his breakthrough and for him to see the, the truth in the one true God, because I really think that, God is trying to get our attention, whether it's Joel or me and you, so that we will align ourselves with him so that we can receive all of him, all of his goodness, all of his ways, so we can be really the the fulfillment of what he's created us to be. So I don't think Joel's any different. I really don't. Amazing story, brother. Thank you for for letting us take a peek into into your life like that. Yeah, that's that. That's something that's never come up on a podcast episode. I assure you, <laughs> you're the <laughs> you're one of the first people I've ever mentioned that on a podcast with. But that's what this show's about, man. We can kind of talk about some of the things that are going on that not everybody sees. We can because it it's life. And you know what it makes me think about? I was at a, a small pastor's Bible study several years ago, and it was kind of the kind of the beginnings of this show forming in my mind and in my spirit. And and you said something that made me think about this, Jared. It's the stories. So this real senior wise pastor was up there leading this small group of pastors. And he was kind of crossing his arms and he was a little beside himself. And he was just saying, you know, there's something I, he didn't say he couldn't put his finger on it, but he didn't put his finger on it. He said, there's something missing that we in the pulpit. And it's like, he, he's trying to look for what it is and he can't put his finger on it. But I really believe that was God trying to connect with me to say for you, Jay, what I want you to get out of this is I want you to step out in faith and provide a platform that allows 
believers and even would-be believers, people that are looking for Christ, looking to know about Christ, where they can come together and connect in a vulnerable way, and they can share stories, and now those stories are faith, hope, and promise, that bring them to the fullness of what I have for them for their life. And it creates a little bit of community because, you know what, people are going through some stuff out there, brother. People are going through some stuff. And you and I get to have a conversation to connect with them and say, you know what, I know that you're going through some stuff and here's some stuff too. And God is with us and God can help us get through that. And I think that's a perfect kind of a a transition to what God has in store for us. And that's why the third pillar of the show is promise. And that promise is, in my mind, Jared, it, it's the whole reason that, that we can even have hope to start with is because of the promises of God that we find in Scripture. So, Blessed Nation, if you're looking for a way to strengthen and grow your hope, all you have to do is look at the promises of God. When you know those promises for your life, you can't help but to look forward to a glorious future regardless of the circumstances. So Jared, you know, many of the most awesome scriptures in the Bible are actually promises. So when you think of a promise in the life of Jared Easley, whether it's something that's relevant now or in the past, or even something that's just starting to to be on your heart right now, when you think of a promise of God, what scripture that is wrapped in a promise or just a regular scripture comes to mind for you? Man, there's so many good ones. I'm going to read a couple. I hope that's okay. Sure. Uh, Philippians 4.19 is one. It says, And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And Philippians 4.19 is is one that I hold near to me. I actually have this on a 3 by 5 card in one of our bathrooms. And every morning I look up and I read that. And I'm just giving thanks, God, I know that you take care of me. And there's been times when I've been tempted to be anxious and say, okay, I don't know where this is going to come from. I don't know where this bill is going to get paid. I don't know where this resource is going to become available. And I just trust that to God. And, and God always meets those needs. He always takes care of us. Even in the, the tough moments, you know, something comes up. And there's been seasons where God's put it on my heart to to give and to do something that I know is right, but I'll, my mind, I'll kind of question it, Jay, where I'll say, well, here's a lady with two girls asking for money, and you can tell she needs help, and I happen to have a $20 bill in my wallet, but, man, that's that's $20 to get me through the next couple of days. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and the Holy Spirit will say, no, I want you to give that to her. And while it's something small like that, I... I I feel the Holy Spirit lead me to do that, and I, I I do it. And, you know, I don't know that woman. I may never see her again, but I just knew in my spirit, God said, hey, do this. And I do that, and then the next day I get an email saying, hey, there's this uh, project coming up, and we need somebody. And, and then I'm going to be able to make money that that's far exceeds the $20 bill that I gave out to some lady. So I just see it time and time again. It's like when you're faithful and when you are obedient to whatever God's putting on your mind to do, He He blesses that. Oh, yeah, tenfold. And, and I'll share one other story, and, and you know, I won't get into numbers or anything, but there was a time when I was in my car. I was uh, My daughter was in VPK, 
a little kind of like a preschool, pre-kindergarten thing. And I was praying and I was saying, God, I want to have more of an impact in my community. I don't know what that looks like, but I pray that you'd give me wisdom. And and when you do, I pray that I'd be obedient to whatever that is. And about a moment after that, the Holy Spirit just put on my mind and said, hey, the next time you go to pay for your tuition for your daughter at the VPK school, pay extra because there's a family who needs it. And I thought, okay, Lord, when I have, when I go to make that next payment, I'll pay double. I believe that's what you want me to do. So two weeks later, when I went to make that payment, after I'd paid for my daughter, I, I said to the, the principal there, I said, hey, this is going to seem a little weird, but uh, I want to pay extra. And she's like kind of puzzled. She looked at me and I said, well, I, I just believe praying the other day and I just believe this is what God wants me to do. I'm going to pay extra. And then if there's a family that needs it, that's between you and them and you can give that to them. And she had tears in her eyes, Jay, and she said, there's no way you could know this, but there's a family in this school right now who's going through a really terrible situation and they need this help. And I've been you know, praying and asking that somebody would step up and here you are doing this. And, and I said, well, I, you know, this isn't because of me. This is because I really believe God has, has worked this out and he wants this to happen. And I just kind of surrendered that and, and gave that to her. And, and I was thankful that God allowed me to do it. Well, a couple of weeks later, this principal comes to me and says, hey, I want to talk to you about what happened. And I was like, sure. And she explained to me the story of how she presented this to this mother and the impact that that had. And, and it just was such a blessing to hear that story, even though I, did, I didn't need to know who was involved. And, and I, I didn't know who, who she was. But to hear how that gift made a, uh, an impact on someone who was in a scenario that needed it, I just thought, well, wow, that's, that's amazing that God knew that whole thing was going on. And while I don't know who those people were, all I know is God gave me something on my heart to do, and I was able to do it. And now I'm, I'm able to uh, be in a scenario where I'm able to help someone and, and be a blessing to someone. And while that was a great gift for them, it was also a gift to me too, Jay, because it was just a reminder that God is merciful to me. And so when he gives me moments where I can be merciful to other people, it, it's a sweet experience to, to just be reminded that, that God is always given to me and he's always gracious to me and everything I have is his. And when I can be obedient and do something that he's leading me to do and, and do something that contributes to others and in a meaningful way, whether people know about it or not, that God sees that and that uh, reminds me of, of grace and how he is so kind and good to me. And, and that, that's something that's uh, taken my faith to a new level. Jay, you know, when I hear you talk about that story, Jared, it makes me think about, about how we're taught as kiddos. And I think it sticks with us through adulthood and this just a general, it can be a secular statement. It could be a scriptural statement, but it's better to give than to receive. And you know what I felt in my, in my heart when you were saying that story is that is like a glimpse, what you felt in that moment where you got to give and you got to be a blessing to someone else with no real expectation of a return of any kind. But I really feel it's that feeling that manifested within your spirit that God wants to share with us and wants to share with you in that very moment to say, this is what it's like for me to get to bless you. Do you get how much I want to bless you? And he does that within our own actions. And that's why I really believe that it is better to give than to receive. I think it's a glimpse into the heart of God. And uh, what an amazing story. Thank you for sharing that with us. And I see how that comes back to your verse, you know, in Philippians 4, 9, because that the whole gist of that is God will provide, right? Oh, yeah. And, and as soon as 
there's some scenario where I, I'm worried he, he always delivers. <laughs> or or I, I do something I think, man, I don't know how this is going to play out. Something else pops up. And goodness, it's so tempting to, to just be scared and be nervous and worry. And, and God says, don't do that. You know, just just trust me. And with a Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. And and that has been true time and time again in my life. That doesn't mean that I'm not still tempted to not trust him because I am right. daily. But I know that when I'm obedient to that and I do trust him, that, and he does, he directs everything. And while things aren't perfect, <laughs> God is in control and, and it is a blessing to rest in that. God is still on the throne. Amen to that. Well. Well, Blessed Nation, I just want to check in with you and, and ask how you're doing so far, how how the show is treating you, if this episode is speaking to you, if it's being a blessing to you. If it is, I just want to invite you to set yourself up for that next episode by subscribing to the show. It's easy to do. In fact, it's something that you can even do right now while Jared and I are on the show. And that's just click that purple button that says subscribe. If you're on the website, it's a square purple button. If you're on iTunes, it's a rectangular purple button. And that will just prepare you to receive that next episode. So thank you in advance for subscribing to the show. Well, Jared, as we move into kind of the final round, we're going to change gears a little bit. You know, we've been talking about some awesome stories. And now we're going to kind of go into a, a nuggets of wisdom round. I want to ask you a handful of questions and have you hit us with some short and sweet answers of wisdom. No pressure. <laughs> yeah, never. No pressure. So one of my favorite reads in the Bible. And and I'm so glad that you quoted Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, which I will put in the show notes because that is one of my favorite, absolute favorite verses to live my life by because it's that constant reminder. And because of the wisdom in Proverbs, I wanted to just to create a little point within the show where we could nail down a few little opportunities to share some godly wisdom that has been a blessing to your life. Maybe it'll be a blessing to those that uh, get to hear it. So I want to start off with this, Jared. Big or small, right now in your life, what are you grateful for? What's on your heart these days that you're praising God for? Tell us, could you share one thing with us? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm thrilled for my family. I'm also grateful for bad jokes. This is going to sound ridiculous, but I've started posting bad jokes, not 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 tacky or inappropriate jokes, but uh, just cheesy jokes on my social media channels because I think people need to laugh more. And the response has been interesting. There's some people that just love it and it makes their day. There are some people that threaten to unfriend me. <laughs> but but it's it's it invokes a response. And so I'm thankful for humor. I'm thankful for laughter. And so I'm gonna share a, a, a bad joke with your community today. And uh, cool. they can they can turn their nose up at it, they can giggle if they want, they can turn around and share it with their aunt or their nephew. Or whatever, but uh, here, here it is. Are you ready for this? Yeah, go for okay, it. Okay, why is Peter Pan always flying? Um, I don't know. The answer is he never lands. <laughs> and then the, the follow-up to that is I like this joke because it never grows old. So <laughs> there, there's some people rolling their eyes right now, and rightfully so. But, uh, well, yeah, but that, I got plenty more where that came from, and I'll, <laughs> I'll stop there. But, uh, yeah, just posted something silly like that. It's just kind of fun to see the response of people. And so I'm glad I'm thankful for humor, man. Humor breaks up your day and just reminds you that it's good to laugh and uh, it's good to have fun. So it is good to have fun. You know, I tell you something in my previous years when I was serving as a 
as a pastor for a church. And when I was teaching in the pulpit, many times I always thought this. I didn't say it every time, but many times I did. And it was this. There's two things that I want to guarantee you that will happen in this sermon today. And I wouldn't say it just like that. That's how I was thinking is I'm going to make you laugh. And I'm prayerful that God will be a blessing to you through this talk today. Mm. So humor and blessing, man, you can't go wrong with those two. Yeah. And and you just don't know people are having their own tough experiences in their day and their week. So whenever you can be a little bit funny or share something a little bit humorous, I say go for it. I think uh, even if people don't think it's funny, it's just kind of a way to break that up. and, And that's a good thing. It is. Well, you know, speaking of humor and blessing, makes me think of one of the questions I had for you. I'm just going to put it in here now. What is something that you like to do? What is one way that you like to be a blessing to others? And I may know one of the answers, but what's one way you like to be a blessing to others? I think the the simple answer would be podcasting. I love to podcast and I love to bring friends on the podcast and share stories and, and learn about things. Uh, the, the answer that's probably less obvious is I like to force myself to get out and volunteer, whether it's my church or some kind of nonprofit, find ways to, to get involved and help out. And so tomorrow I'm going to help out with something at my daughter's school. It's a fall festival. And I could spend that time doing a number of other things that would help my business today. That would, you know, I could justify that time with a million other things rather than going and helping set up a carnival. But, you know, I, I want to get to know the people at her school. I want to help out. I want to make sure that event is a good thing and everyone enjoys it. And while there's no badge for that, there's no trophy for that, uh, it's something that I uh, enjoy doing. I usually meet some interesting people and make some friends in the in the meantime. So that that's something that I like to do as well. And you know how yep. parallel that runs, Jared, to the story that you told us earlier about that tuition. I know that's not what this isn't why you do this, but my experience has been when you just step out and do stuff like that, you put yourself in a position where you're you're just awaiting to receive God's blessing in some way. It may not be monetarily, it may not be something that it's expressed physically. It could just be a spirit of joy, but you really set yourself up for, I think, more of God's blessing. Amen. Well, I want, you know, we talked about your books. I want you to talk about a book here, and it's something that is a book that's blessed you, a Christ-centered book, not just any book, but a Christ-centered book that's about anything that has really been a blessing in your life, whether it's, you know, just regarding your faith or your your relationships or your money or your business or your kiddos, but it's a Christ-centered book that's blessed you. Any book come to mind that you could share with us here? Well, I'm still hoping for the book to come out. It's called Humility and How I Achieved It by Jay Marsh, but that 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 hasn't, <laughs> <laughs> that hasn't come out yet, unfortunately. So <laughs> I love that title. <laughs> but, I'm going to Google that real quick. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I, I think uh, one book that uh, I think is great, if for, this is for people who want to go deep. Some people are, are going to be ready for this, but uh, for those that want to go deep, there's a book called Knowing God by J.I. Packer. A really awesome scripture exploration on who God is, and I think that's just a fantastic book. and And for someone who's who's saying, "Hey, I, I want to know who God is," uh, this is a book that you want to get and just uh, uh, read through those <laughs> those scriptures and got the treasure of those scriptures and and getting to know who God is. I think that's just a fantastic book. There's so many good books 
Uh, and we could name them all. I think the Bible, number one, obviously. I use the Version app every day. Uh, if people aren't using that, I encourage them to do it. It's free. And, and I use a Bible in a year plan. So each day I'm just reading for a few minutes. And then over the course of a year, I've read the entire Bible. And this is the sixth year that I've done that, Jay. And I've seen God work in my life in amazing ways by being faithful to something as small as a reading the Bible on an app a little bit each day. And so I encourage people, if, if nothing else, uh, just take 10 minutes each day and, and read the Bible through the Version app. It's a free app, and it'll change your life. It'll really change your perspective, and, and God will use that. I love that you shared that with us, Jared. I am definitely going to link that Version app, which I'm familiar with. Um, and you know, one of the awesome things you probably do know is about that Version app is you can even listen to it. You can. As well as read it. I mean, it's like, he's just, God is just like begging you to say, look, I'm going to make it so easy for you. It couldn't (laughs) be any easier. There's so many translations and so many um, variations of the Bible, like different, yeah, uh, like the NIV, just all these different versions of the Bible. So whichever is your favorite, you can listen to it. Like you said, there's been plenty of times where I'm just, man, I'm driving. I just can't read it. It's not safe, but I can listen to it. And uh, I think you're hiding God's word in your heart when you're doing that, and God honors that. So it's a great app. If you're not using it, I encourage you to consider starting. He does. He does. And thank you for sharing that app with us. Well, you know, before we come into the kind of the the final question, if you will, I want you to share something with us that is most exciting on your heart right now. And it doesn't have to be necessarily about your faith. It can be about your business. It can be about a project you're working on. But when you think about something that just makes you rub your hands, that you're excited about, what would that be in Jared Easy's life right now? <laughs> the answer to this is so horrible. It's gluttonous and, and evil, but uh, I'm going to share anyway. I, uh, we have a new barbecue restaurant in my town, <laughs> and uh, it's called Four Rivers. So if anybody ever comes to Florida and you're like in Orlando or Tampa, Jacksonville, or even South Florida where I live, if you do a search for Four Rivers Barbecue, it is the best barbecue I've ever had in my life, Jay. And that includes being in Texas and Kansas City and Charlotte and Memphis and all these other amazing places, even Hawaii, uh, where there's barbecue. Four Rivers is the best barbecue I've ever had. They just opened one in my town, and I can't tell you how happy I am. So that sounds awful, but that's my answer. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. And, you know, if you're a barbecue kind of person, when you find a good barbecue place, you just want to go out and tell everybody about it. Well, I know. You better I believe I'm, I'm going to shout this place from the rooftop. It is the best barbecue I've ever had. Jay, I hope that your travels bring you to Florida and we can enjoy some barbecue there someday. But even if not, yeah, have some barbecue in your town. That's a good thing too. Amen. It is. Well, speaking of travels and connecting, it makes me think about how folks can connect with you. So when folks hear about Jared Easley and they hear about your podcast, your event, your books, the different things that are going on in your life, What's the best way that listeners can connect with you? Well, first of all, they need to be subscribed to this podcast and never miss an episode. Once they run out of episodes, there is another podcast, as you mentioned, called Starve the Doubts, where people can go and check that out after they've run out of episodes of your fine show. Uh, StarveTheDoubts.com. And then the, the event that you mentioned, uh, generously, thank you, is Podcast Movement. That's PodcastMovement.com. I'm going to brag on you one more time. Maybe. Maybe a couple more, but one more time. So Podcast Movement, Bless Nation, is this awesome community of folks who have a message that they want to get out. And it was so instrumental in me getting my show out 
because as in any, with any project, there's so many pieces that have to come together before you can get it out. And Jared and his team, his partners brought the right people in to be able to provide support for folks like me who have a podcast. And I just want to give you a high five and say, thank you for doing oh, that. Oh, I'm grateful today. It's always good to connect with smart people who are uh, making things happen and, and in your case, fulfilling the potential that God has for you. And man, that that's a, a wonderful blessing on my end to be able to see good folks like yourself create something like this show and, and the impact that that has and the relationships that that creates. It's, it's so encouraging. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm grateful for our time together. Jared, thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you, show. Jay. Now, there's two things I want to leave with, and we'll make it real quick. The first thing is, is if you're looking for something to do right away that can have an impact, I love what's uh, basically like these homeless bags that you can create to hand out. Like when you're, when you're at a red yeah. light and you see that guy with a sign and you're like, oh, I don't have any cash. There's a, a page on Pinterest. I'm going to send this link to Jay, but what I'm going to start doing is I'm going to start creating these little bags that have these, you know, basic necessities in it, like toothbrush and and uh, some other things that that are real simple, a little bit of snack and and some things that are that are helpful. And put that in a little bag and have those bags, a couple of those bags in my car, so that when I'm at a red light and I see someone like that, I can just hand them that bag. And it's not necessarily handing them money, but it's handing them something that that can be helpful to them and and it still uh, makes them feel blessed and makes them feel uh, like they have some things to to help them in their in their moment. And so uh, I'm going to send this link to Jay, and, and I hope that people will consider making these little bags and carrying a couple around with you in your car, because you just never know when you're going to be in a, a moment where you can bless somebody. And it's not an expensive thing to create. It's real simple to do, and anybody can do it. And, um, you know, it, it is a huge impact on the people that, that receive it, I'm sure. And then the last thing is I promised to beatbox. So I'm going to try to beatbox here. I hope that's okay, Jay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was hoping we'd come. I have I have my pen on it, on my notes. Right now, I'm like, he's not getting, he's not getting away from this. <laughs> All right, so uh, I, I don't claim to be great at this, but I've had people compliment me. Maybe they're just being nice. But here it is. It's, uh, all right, I'm, I'm going to just do a little countdown. So three, two, one. That's a little sample there, Jay. So you can imagine if, if Jay was rapping, you know, we could have a little, we could, we could go on tour. There could be something there. Oh, so. I was, I was feeling it. I'm glad this isn't video. I'm thankful because, it's not video as well. <laughs> but I was, that was fun. I'm so glad that you did that. I'm so grateful for your openness and your sense of humor. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you for that. And Bless Nation, I am so grateful that you guys tuned in today with Jared and myself I know it's been a blessing and an honor to get to kind of navigate you through this episode as we move down the path of your blessed night, blessed life. And so, blessed nation, if you've enjoyed the episode, I would love if you would share a review with us. And not just a review, but a stellar review. If you would, it would show us some love on iTunes and um, it would make all the difference to us on that podcast app. You just on the search button, type in your blessed life. You'll see the cover art there. And next to it, you'll see the rate and review. Click that. Click the number of stars you want to rate and review, and, and you're off to the races. So thank you so much, Bless Nation, for your support, for your encouragement, for your continued steadfast commitment to support this show with your rating and review. And Bless Nation, thank you for tuning in today. I look forward to sharing that next episode with you. And until then, I want to remind you that God loves you 